Hello everyone, welcome back to the True Crime Friday podcast. This is going to be a really disgusting episode. Do not eat during this episode. If you've got a weak stomach, you'll not be able to handle it. It's very, very gross. This episode is about Richard Trenton Chase. If you are not aware of who this guy is, then um, brace yourself. This episode is going to contain mentions of sexual assault, necrophilia, breaking and entering, cannibalism, violence that some people may find upsetting and or disturbing, and obviously murder. And if that is the case, this may not be the episode for you. And when I say it, I mean it so bad. If you have a weak stomach, this is not the episode for you. This is this guy's the worst. And done with the episode. Matt's reactions to half of this shit's going to be fucking hilarious, by the way. Also, if you hear me laughing, I'm laughing at Matt's reaction, which you'll be able to tell. Because this is going to be interesting. Hello? Hello? Hello, how are you? I'm doing good. You're not going to be. I am I am really 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 intrigued I've told my flatmate a brief thing about this guy and um she was not happy with what I said like she you know it's bad when you can say like a tiny brief thing and it's already whoa don't go any further she she felt sick that's the thing I mean with, that's, that's the thing with this guy he makes you feel sick when i first heard about this guy like i like he has a he's one of those serial killers that has a cool nickname i guess and um i heard the nickname i was like oh that's a cool nickname i'm gonna listen to this podcast to find out about this guy how it's it's self-explanatory in a way of what 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 he's kind of like but how bad how much worse could he get from that name oh my god so his nickname is the vampire of sacramento which sounds fairly cool, but even vampires wouldn't do what he did. So I kind of no. feel like he shouldn't have this title because even vampires would not do what he did. As far as I'm aware, all they're really good at is counting. Eh, eh, eh. But this guy, if you have a weak, I've said this in the disclaimer already, but if you have a weak stomach, don't listen to this episode. Yeah, I mean, if you have a weak stomach, you might have IBS yeah. as well. That might be a symptom. But no, how, how long was the disclaimer? It's not massively long, but it's... Um, so... Well, that doesn't mean nothing, actually. The disclaimer could be short, but it could still be as horrific. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, I can't say too much in the disclaimer without giving it away. I just basically said the main things and that you will be disgusted by this. This guy, in my opinion, is going to be the worst one we've covered. I mean, you said Sacramento. California is my favourite state, so we will... Uh... There's a lot of serial killers in California, especially around this time, this this period of time. Because <coughs> we're going back to the 70s. There's a uh, lot of serial I mean... killers in the 70s. <laughs> California makes up for it in other things, but they do have a lot of serial killers, which really doesn't do well for the reputation of the state. Nope. nope. Especially in the 70s. 70s was riddled with serial killers all across America. Like, <coughs> re- like seriously. It was bad. So, 
But like, I've still got my cough, it's not gone yet, <laughs> so you hear me do <coughs> that. I apologise, but deal with it. So, this guy is called Richard Trenton Chase. He was an American serial killer, cannibal, and necrophile who killed six people in the span of a month in 1977. And also he did some more in 1978 in Sacramento, California. He was nicknamed the Vampire Sacramento because he drank his, his victims' blood and obviously ate them. But vampires don't tend to eat their victims. Oh, I've seen an image of this bloke. He is disgusting looking, isn't he? I have seen a photo of this, but I don't think I know his full crimes, or maybe I... T drinking blood rings a bell. I've definitely seen this guy's photo. But then again, there's also a, there's also a couple of the serial killers who have drunk blood. This guy. Yeah, I've definitely seen this boy. Because, uh, you know, there's the photo of him looking all scruffy, and they used to use the photo of him when he was quite younger. Yes, that's and it. He had that, and he had that sort of nice, cheeky smile. I'd say the, the best hard way... Hair. Um, of saying how he used to look. I think he looks like Kenneth from 30 Rock. What the hell? Who the hell's that? Um, so 30 Rock's a TV show. Um, oh, okay, yeah. He has that sort of hairstyle. He okay, looks yeah. like Kenneth from, th from 30 Rock. So if you guys have watched 30 Rock, then you'll know who exactly who I'm talking about. That's how he used to look, and then, fuck me, it's like a different person, like, when he gets... He, he let himself go bad. Midlife crisis hit him like a truck. Ah, uh, well, we'll get into how he ended up looking the way he does. So, he was born on the, on the 23rd of May, 1950, in Sacramento, California, and he was raised in a strict household, and he was often beaten by his father. When he was three years old, his family managed to afford to move into a house in Sacramento, and the next year, his sister Pamela was born. He was a club scout and played four years of Little League Baseball. He was very well-liked by, by his teachers, who all thought he was a very sweet child, and he was popular with other kids, and a lot of them all came to his birthday parties, so he was a very well-liked kid. Like, from the get-go, there's nothing off about him. But then he gets to his teen years, and that's when he starts to go a bit weird. So at 13, he became, in his teens, he became an alcoholic. Uh, he also developed a little hobby, not a good hobby, for killing and mutilating animals, fire starting, uh, well, and fire starting. So all both very common with serial killers, uh, killing animals and uh, arson. He liked to set fires, uh, like I said, and his father believed in very strict discipline. And there was a lot of arguing in the house, so he used to set fires as a way of, like, I don't know, like an escape. I don't fucking know. It's not the right escape, but, you know. It, I mean, someone who plays with arson or does anything with fire, it's, n it's never good. No. N it's never good when someone's a fire starter. <laughs> Only in the Prodigy's case, yes. But say. anyone else. Keith Flint can be a fire starter. Yeah, but, like... Especially when someone's in their teens. If someone even came to me, you know, when if someone came to you and they said that they played with like fire, I I would be more concerned. It's not something that anyone does on a daily basis. That someone who's playing with fire instantly is like a red flag leading to something of not good intent. And especially when he's a teen as well. I mean, you know, when they like, as you said, that like, dissect animals and stuff, they start playing with fire. Yeah. <sighs> How do you get to that? Like, I was bored as a teen a couple times, but never did I think, 
well, the only way to cure my boredom is to just kill this animal and dissect the hell out of it or just start a fire. I mean, these serial killers' brains go to so many fucking weird places. I mean, yeah. So, when he was 12, his parents' fighting reached a breaking point, and his mother actually saw two different psychiatrists for emotional issues, but bear in mind, this is, like, the 60s, so she could be sad, and they'll be like, well, you need electroshock therapy. That's what it was like then. So, while this was going on, he was 13 years old, his parents went through, like, the the economic hardship, and they lost their house, and while this was going on, he was having some troubling behaviours. So when he was around 13, he became convinced that he was actually a member of the James Younger Gang, which was a group of outlaws from the 19th century, but he believed that he was part of them for some weird reason. He even got a poster made of the gang and had his picture pasted onto it and repeatedly asked his mother to buy him a cowboy hat because he was part of the gang. Now, he's 13 years old. Like, you're doing this when you were six. You could say it's, like, just playing but you're 13. You, you, but yeah. He also developed a weird habit of burning pans. I don't know why. He just wanted to like burn stuff all the freaking time. Um, and then he would also leave, like turn the heat up in the house over 90 degrees whenever he was alone. He would strip off his clothing and spend the night lying on the couch in the living room. I don't know why he did. No one knows why he did it. It's just a thing that he did. This part is the most tame thing that he ever does. Like, this is nothing. This is just like... Well, sleep without clothes on. It's just a weird kid. It's just, he's just a weird kid. No, but like purposely turning up the temperature to 90 degrees so he can do that. Which is weird. And as well, very specific for it to be 90 degrees. I mean, turn up the heat when you're you're feeling a bit cold, but to always do that. Yeah. So in high school, he actually had quite a few girlfriends, but none of them he was able to maintain a steady relationship with. Now, this was because he had an erectile dysfunction so he didn't have he he had a bit of an issue with keep with achieving or maintaining an erection and it's not not if you got an erectile dysfunction just go to the doctors they'll probably give you something for it it's fucking sound now he just became he just couldn't get aroused when in front of women now he went to a psychiatrist about it and chase was told that the root of his problems were either repressed rage or mental illness uh, which can be a factor but with him really yeah it can be a mage yeah yeah some people it, it makes it better but some people it can either like it can just fuck it up wait so if someone has rage they can get a stoner some people can. it depends it all depends on the people i guess emotions That's tend to weird. Play, emotions play a factor with all this shit so wait if one of my mates was in a rage is that like are they getting hard on or are they not getting hard on it doesn't i mean it's just because you're angry doesn't mean you're gonna get hard or not it's just like with him he couldn't get hard and he went to a doctor about it and they were like well you've got all this repressed rage you've also got you possibly got some mental health issues this could be a factor towards it he was just basically giving a suggestion of what could be going on like it's not definite i mean you never know that though imagine if you were having an argument with someone and then you think it's all fine and dandy, but they're actually getting a stiffy. Me and they can't. Oh yeah, but imagine that you're having like, a, like you're just arguing with like your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever, and like you can't even have hate sex. That's so shit. You can't have angry. Yeah, sex. why? Like, why is it? Why is it in the telly when they uh, they play it up that when people get really angry or whatnot, then it just leads to them passionately having a shag? Because it's uh, because um, it's all the emotion and ang- angry sex is just fun. 
Is it? Is it just like I hit you? Oh, suck my cock. Okay. Because it's. I think. I think it's a power thing, but I also think it's just. It's just. I don't know. You have all this like pent up emotion. It's just fun. It's fun. It's fun. I just thought it was just an overplayed thing. No, 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 no. Angry sex. Angry sex is fun. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. Now, he didn't get any further treatment after this. Um, it would later be determined that Chase had an aversion to conventional sex and would only achieve arousal and orgasm through violent and disturbed acts, such as kill- killing animals and necrophilia. So he could only... This this, this little problem, this, uh, this erectile dysfunction of his would only stop um, when he was killing animals or necrophilia. Um, so... If he had been able to get a boner, a fucking hard-on stoner, he probably wouldn't have done the necrophiliac stuff, maybe? I don't know, actually. To be fair, no, no. And I think he still would have, and there's a reason why. And because... But it's, it's so fucked, though, that if they have a condition like that, that they it goes to, like, the opposite extreme for them to achieve well, something like that. He, um... had a lot of mental health issues. Um, definitely. He was not sane in the slightest. So he developed... The one thing that is, so he developed hypochondria as he matured, which is very normal, and he often complained that his heart would occasionally stop beating and that someone had stolen some of his arteries, uh, which is not hypochondria, that last one. I don't know what the fuck that is. He would hold oranges on his head, believing vitamin C would be absorbed by his brain via diffusion. He also believed that his cranial bones had become separated and were moving around, so he shaved his head to be able to basically keep an eye on it wait did you say he had hypo- hypochondria this isn't hypochondria this is what he believed oh so okay. after leaving his mother's his mother's house after thinking she he left his mother's house basically after thinking she was trying to poison him he then rented rented an apartment with some friends his roommates complained that he was constantly under the influence of alcohol weed and lsd he would also walk around the, the apartment naked, even in front of company who didn't live there. His roommates demanded that he had to move out, and when he refused, the roommates moved out instead. So he was alone in this apartment now. He began to capture, kill, and disembowel various animals, which he would then devour raw, sometimes mixing the raw organs with Coca-Cola in a blender and, drink, and drinking it. He, then belie- he also believed that by ingesting the animals he was preventing his heart from shrinking i mean one that's one hell of a smoothie um fucking disgusting was it diet coke was it just normal coke well this was about 70 so it'll be normal coke yeah this this is very weird i don't know what the coke does and then to stop his heart from shrinking you have to ingest ingest animals I mean, it always baffles me when people come away with the most stupidest things of, like, someone like that, you know, you know, so, so, throughout history, we have learned things to do and things not to do because that works, that doesn't work. So even then, I know it's uh, quite a while ago, I don't know why the ideology of eating animals would stop you from shrinking. That's something the fucking Egyptians and shit would believe. This is like the 20th, 21st century. Stuff like that's just like a no-go because it's stupid. And why? You know, we've got stuff that proves that your heart just wouldn't be shrinking out of the blue. And if it was shrinking, by God, I don't think eating animals would be a cure for it. I don't know why people come away with the most stupidest conspiracies of I have to do this for this nonsense. 
This man clearly has issues. Uh, yeah. I, what was it? Just any sort of animal? Uh, mostly dogs. Oh, I mean, most most serial killers tend to go for cats, but this cunt went for dogs. I mean, I prefer cats over dogs. Whoop! I said it. Whoop! I said it. Yes, it's because I want a cat. But yeah, I mean, I guess it's goodies just sticking to one animal. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but at least he's not killing a bunch of different types of animals because God knows what the hell would happen if he was killing full-on horses and eating all them. How he's getting away with that? And plus, you see when the, like, he's killing dogs, right? Is he just like nabbing them off the street? How are you? So. Right, we'll go into we'll go into that because he had a little. I don't know. I think he had a little. Tactic. I don't understand a tactic. Oh God! So he spent a bit of time in a psychiatric ward in 1973. Um, in and in 1976 he was involuntarily committed to a mental institution when he was taken to a hospital after injecting rabbit's blood into his veins. The staff nicknamed him Dracula because of his blood fixation. He broke the necks of two birds that he caught through the window and drank their blood. He also extracted blood from therapy dogs with stolen with stolen syringes. What? Sorry, he just he caught two birds that came in the window, snapped their necks, and drank the blood. Yeah. What? The, I can just do. Uh, I'm laughing because I'm just imagining that scenario. Fucking birds come in, ew you, snaps the neck, and like downs it like a shot. Like what the fuck? I mean, I've heard stories of people injecting and putting things in areas they're not supposed to. I mean, I thought the guy who injected um, semen into his arm was uh, bad yeah. enough. But uh, blood is just as bad. And the fact that he's doing it via syringes, I mean, it's never good when anyone deals with syringes. I mean, whenever I, I mean, being someone from Scotland, when I think of syringes, I, I tend to think of a lot of people uh, up here who use syringes for drugs and overdose over that so I, I never like the term um, using syringes because unless it's a doctor it's never for something good if one of my mates said I used to syringe I'd be like what what have you been doing and the fact he's injecting blood in him I don't surely that gives off he's also a, injecting animal blood into him That yeah surely that gives off a lot of health issues for him 100% yeah he thinks he was I'm, helping him oh I'm I mean, isn't it isn't it just kind of known that you should inject stuff in you without warning or like yeah. caution yeah. sort of thing? You know, yeah. you don't just go to your drugs cabinet and go, "What the hell is this? Let's neck it down." I mean, maybe you do, but I read the packet to make sure I don't take someone that's going to end up killing me. Yeah. So he was then di- diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia after undergoing a ba- a number of treatments involving like various drugs. Uh, Chase was deemed no longer a danger to society and later in 1976 he was released into his mother's custody. He also began to lose interest in caring for himself. He neglected personal hygiene such as having baths, uh, grooming and brushing his teeth. He stopped eating and dropped to a weight of 145 pounds. Uh, One day in 1977 he rang his mother's doorbell and greeted her by thrusting a dead cat in her face. He then threw the cat to the ground, knelt down, ripped its stomach open with its be- with his bare hands, stuck his hands inside the cat, smeared its blood over his face while screaming, and his mum basically just went inside the house and just ignored him. I mean, uh-oh, stinky. I mean, 
They As a man, they released this cunt back into his mom's custody, thinking, "Oh yeah, this guy's sound now." Bro, it, neglecting hygiene. I mean, I in 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 more I say recent years, I've actually taken more of an awareness to hygiene. I did wash before, before anyone says, but in more years, I've actually tried to keep myself and well, you say what you want about my appearance. I've got long emo hair, but I've tried to keep hygiene because hygiene's like a good thing, you know, and. Uh, and now, if I, if I go a day without washing, I feel really bad about myself. I know you're maybe not supposed to wash every day, but I just feel dirty. And the fact that this man just neglects himself and just wasn't washing at all, you can smell it on folk. I never like to go up to people, but a couple folk I've been out with, or maybe at work, they've gone, oh, does that person smell? And I'm like, ah, you know, I never like to intrude, but surely this guy stank and people were like noticing it and probably avoided him. As you, as they as they rightly did, because the fact this man's gone to his mom's house and literally opened the door, and that's what he greets her with. Fucking hell, that's that's scarring on the eyes that you're never gonna get back. Oh god, yeah, like I, no one knows what's going through this guy's head. So that's insane. He just he ripped open the cat's stomach, yeah, with his hand, and then smeared the blood in his face, bro. That's a. So, um, on the 3rd of August, 1977, Nevada State Police discovered Chase's car lodged in a sand drift near Pyramid Lake in Nevada. Inside were two rifles, a pile of clothes, a bucket full of blood, and a cow's liver. The officers then tracked Chase down, who was naked and screaming in the sand, soaked from head to toe in blood. When questioned, he claimed that the blood was his own and that it had that and that it had leaked out of him through his flesh. That's a, it's a, it's a weird way of saying. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Most people say I'm bleeding, and he goes. No, uh, no. He thought. It was, he thought it was like. He thought it was like seeping through his skin. Oh, can you just imagine that? Like, like a, like a kitchen towel. That's what he thought it was doing. Oh God! Imagine if you touch someone and they and just blood like seeped out. Yeah, I mean, he's right. covered in blood. What? They're going to think it's... Well, well he's also... I'm just envisioning like a carry-type situation where he's just doused in blood. That's horrible. On the 27th of December, 1977, he fired a .22 caliber handgun into the home of a Sacramento woman. The, poli- <laughs> the police... <laughs> the police's search of the woman's home found nothing in there and no one was harmed, so he didn't hurt anyone. Now we're going into his first murder. On the 29th of December 1977, Chase killed his first victim in a drive-by shooting in an an apparent warm-up for the crimes that he planned on committing because this one is quite tame. This one's very Sorry, he called it a warm-up? It's basically a warm-up, basically. No, the the, the people saw it as a warm-up. Oh, God. It's never good when you say the term warm-up. So the victim was Ambrose Griffin, a 51-year-old engineer and father of two, who was helping his wife bring groceries into their home. One of Griffin's sons reported seeing a neighbour walking around their East Sacramento neighbourhood with a .22 rifle earlier that week. The neighbour's rifle was seized, but uh, tests came back and determined that this was not the murder weapon. However, it was determined that a .22 was used to kill Ambrose Griffin. Um... and it, was, and it ended up being the same one used to fire the bullet into the kitchen of the Sacramento woman two days before. So one thing that he does is that he keeps... It's the same gun the entire time. It's the same gun for every single murder, by the way. 
<coughs> on the 11th of January 1978, Chase asked his neighbour for a cigarette and then forcibly restrained her until she gave him an entire pack. Two weeks later, he attempted to enter the home of another woman, but finding that the doors were locked, and went into her back. he went into her backyard and walked away. Chase later told detectives that he took locked doors as a sign that he was not welcome, but that unlocked doors were an invitation to come inside, like an actual vampire. While wandering around, he encouraged a girl named Nancy Holden, uh, with who he, who he went to school with, to get a ride from her, but she was that terrified of the way he looked, she didn't let him. He went down the street where he broke into the home of a young married couple, stole some of their valuables, urinated into a drawer of their infant's clothing, and defected and and, and, the, and basically had a shit on their son's bed. The couple came home while he was still in the house, and the husband attacked him, but he escaped. No, not shitting on the bed. Ah. Yeah. Chase continued to attempt to enter homes until he came across the home of David and Teresa Wallin. David was, David was at work. Teresa, who was three months pregnant, was in the middle of taking out the bins, so she had left the front door unlocked. Chase surprised her in the home and shot her three times, once in the hand and twice in the head. And obviously this straight away killed her. This Garbage was- day! Sorry. Did you say what she's taking out the bend? I just thought this scene of fucking um, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 shooting at the bins. That's horrible. You, you take the, you're just doing an innocent task like taking the bins out and then next thing you know, well. Well, then he dragged her body to her bedroom. He raped her body as well, repeatedly, and stabbed her with a butcher knife. When he had finished, ah. he carved her open removed several of her internal organs using a bucket to collect the blood and when taking it in the bath and then he then took it into the bathroom to have a bath in it he then oh what he then sliced off her nipple and drank her blood using an empty yogurt container as a drinking glass before leaving he went into the backyard found a pile of dog poo and returned to stuff it in her mouth and throat ah what the fuck i mean Bathing in the blood. That okay. That that's actually a very fucked thing. Like it's it's bad enough killing someone, but then bathing in their blood is it just has this very eerie undertone to it, you know what I mean? Like you know if you cut you know if I've cut myself before and I've like maybe sucked my blood and I thought, well that felt weird, you know, consuming a little bit of my own blood. But at the same time, it's like, this man killed someone and, like, someone else, like, a lot of someone else's blood was just touching him and kind of, like, soaking into him. And then the man just has to do this. They always have to do some stupid out there thing. And he had to go in the garden and pick up some poo and shove it in her mouth. Why, what the fuck? Why, why was that necessary? It was not necessary at all to, to kill from the get-go. But then to do a stupid thing of putting poo in the person's mouth. Fucking, that's stupid. Sorry, I'm just laughing at the fact of how fucking stupid of a thing that is, and he just decided to do that. What an idiot. Oh my days. Fuck me. Poop. He's got a poop fetish. You must have a poop fetish. Nobody picks up poop in the garden. Fucking I had no idea. On the 23rd of January 1978, two days after killing Teresa Wallen, uh, he purchased two puppies from a neighbour. 
when he, which he then killed and drank the blood of. He then left the bodies on the neighbor's front lawn. On the 27th of January, Chase committed his final murder. I'm going to warn you all about this one. This, uh, this. Oh, is uh, the last one the worst one? Yeah, I've also just realised this is going to be a very short episode, but I feel like Matt's reaction to this final murder might just. Uh, hey, push, I. Um, he's already done enough fucked stuff. Uh, but I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering. Uh, oh. oh God, okay. What could he? he <laughs> I'm just trying to think. What could this man do? Okay. I mean, if it's anything by what I've maybe seen on the images, if I look at his face, I think I might know. Uh, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. Okay. You definitely don't. Because uh, you wouldn't think this. Uh, so, okay. So, on the 27th of January, he committed his final murder, which also qualifies as a mass murder. He entered the home of 38-year-old Evelyn Maroth, who was babysitting her 22-month-old nephew, David. There was also her six-year-old son, Jason, and Dan Meredith, who was a neighbour who had come over to check on her. Evelyn was in the bath while Dan watched the children. He went into the front hallway when Chase entered the home and was shot in the head at point-blank range with his .22, uh, with his .22 handgun and killed him instantly. Chase then turned the body over and stole Dan's wallet and car keys. Jason ran to his mother's bedroom where Chase fatally shot him twice in the head at point blank range on the way to killing Jason. Uh, sorry, on the way to killing Jason, Chase also shot David in the head, which... Can, is, it's horrible so David, when, David, like... David's a 22-month-old, so he's killed all three. I, I hate it when, like, they just... It's a situation where someone's just shooting at whoever. Just no care. Like... The, like the morals go out the window and they could have just been having one target or they could have just been intending to kill one person but then they just end up sh shooting whoever's in sight they just needlessly just get in the fire and that's what I find fucked in any of the cases where it's like um, they were chasing someone and they just were shooting random civilians it's like someone's just died and they didn't need to like nobody needs to die but when other people get in the crossfire and lives get taken it, it it really hurts when I hear stuff like that because, especially how young that person was, twenty two months. Yep. Good. They did they did, they didn't even get a life. They didn't even get to experience nothing. I'm gonna pre warn you now. It gets worse. So I mean that's bad enough. It gets worse. He oh, then God. entered the bathroom and fatally shot Evelyn once in the head. He dragged her body onto the bed where he simultaneously sodomized her and drank her blood from a series of slices to the back of the neck. Medical examiners reported a lot of an a, a unusual amount of semen inside her. Like an unusual amount. Like they were weirded out by it. Wait. He, yeah, like there was a lot apparently. What, what's an unusual amount? How, how do you determine what an unusual amount is? I have no idea, but apparently it was, un apparently it was unusual. Hmm. When he finished, he stabbed her at least half a dozen times in the anus. The knife... Oh. With a knife also penetrating her uterus. Oh. He stabbed her in a series of vital points on the body, which caused blood from her internal organs to pool onto her abdomen, which he then sliced open and drained into a bucket. Then he, he then consumed all of the blood. He then went to retrieve... All of it? Yeah. Fucking hell. He then went to get David's body 
Uh, he then took it into... So, oh, fucking Jesus. So David, bear in mind, is the 22-month-old. He took him into the bathroom, split his skull open in the bathtub, and consumed some of the brain matter. No. It gets worse. Oh my god, he actually ate his fucking brain. <laughs> yeah, it gets worse. What the f- Bro, cracking his skull open. Oh my- oh, god. So, outside, a six-year-old girl who Jason had a play date with knocked on the door, startling, startling Chase. He then fled from the home, stealing the car, and the girl told a neighbour. The neighbour broke into the home where he discovered the video- where he discovered the body, sorry, and contacted the authorities. When the police arrived, they discovered that Chase had left perfect handprints and perfect imprints off the soles of his shoes in Evelyn's blood. Now, this is the worst part, in my opinion. The worst part? He's just eating someone's fucking brain! <laughs> That's the worst part! I'm sorry, of all the things of like people eating other humans and doing cannibalism, surely you must agree that eating the brain um, is the worst. Uh, right, okay, so... He actually took David's body with him when he left. Oh. Jesus Christ, I need to say Why that. is he taking David's body? Um, right, so he then chopped off David's penis and used it as a straw to suck the blood out, to suck the rest of the blood out of the body. No, he did. No, fuck off. You're... Di- what? Yeah. He used a, a literal penis as a straw? Uh-huh. I mean, I've probably heard it before, a penis being used as a straw as a euphemism for sucking someone dry. But holy fuck. He used that man's cock as a fucking straw. Man, man. This is the 22-month-old. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a a male. Sorry. But not man. Well, yeah, I'm a male, but that's fucked. Like... He then... then cut him open even more and consumed several internal organs and made smoothies out of the others and then he just left the body at a nearby church ah uh, ah uh, uh, yeah there was an image of a, a, a blender and uh, yeah so when I said it got worse I mean did you expect that when you said so, when you said oh I could probably picture what his worst thing was that he could do did you genuinely picture that I did not envision him cracking on my skull and eating a brain and then using the penis mm-hmm. as a straw. I mean, I have seen gag straws in the shape of penises. Oh yeah, I've got some. Uh, of course you would. You love cock. Um, but that's... I, I genuinely never... I mean, no one would have expected to, to hear that. That's fucking like how 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 that man thought to do that is the most fucked thought anyone could ever have uh it, it yeah that generally got worse uh i mean as i said eating the part of the brain bad but then using the cock as a straw to drink the blood i mean chopping off's bad enough but okay that's that is i think yeah that's the f- most fucked thing anyone has ever done. I think you can agree on that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, without a fucking doubt. 
That's the most fucked thing I think I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is like... When yeah, I, there was no way. When I was no way I was doing that. When I was researching this, I posted it on my story that I was researching it, and I said this is the most vile serial killer I think I've ever read about. And um, someone someone replied back saying, is it that cannibal dude? And I went, which one you fucking on about, dude? There's so many. And then he was like, Dharma. And I was like, fuck, even Dharma wouldn't do this. No, I mean... Even Dharma didn't go... I mean, he, he, he chopped off penises and put them in kettles, but he didn't use them as straws. Yeah, I think people have done stuff in the realm of cannibalism like this guy but never to like his level and I know this is the worst we said it's the worst and you might be listening and there could be a way way worse thing that's happened but this does take the cake because there's uh, there's uh, every so often that you know you'll do a case and it someone will have done the sort of more or less the same sort of killings or the same sort of stuff but people like this who just do the most unique fucked thing it's like they're on another level of like whoa and this guy takes the cake for that. Um, yeah, there's a very special place for this man in hell, that's for sure. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, just, I'm I'm surprised at the fact this man was drinking all that blood. Consuming all that blood is just absolutely horrible. And then, I guess another thing as well, I know he's done that horrible act, but taking the body from the scene away... Is a fucked thing in itself because if anyone takes a body away from a scene, i.e., they're trying to hide it, but in cases like this, when they take it away to do more fucked things, it's like, bro, they, it's like they were going for seconds and not in a good way. And that's a horrible thought. I mean, yeah. So, um, after the mass murder, FBI agents Russell uh, Vorpigal. Vorpigal? Bob Eagle and Robert Ressler were called to investigate. They compiled a profile of the killer. They deter and they determined that the killer would be tall, malnourished, a loner, physically unclean, and that most importantly, he would continue to kill. Pretty much bang on right there. Five days after the mass murder, after hearing after hearing the FBI profile, Nancy Holden contacted police saying that she believed Richard Trenton Chase would could be the killer. Which was Nancy Holden, obviously, was the woman who used to go to school with him, and she just seen him recently and was scared about how he looked. The police ran a background check on Chase, where they came across his registration of a .22 caliber semi-automatic pistol. Detectives and a team of and a team of police went to Chase's apartment, where they asked to speak with him. He refused, and the detectives and the police hid down the hallway and waited for Chase to leave. They arrested him when he left the apartment carrying a blood-stained box. His parka and shoes were also blood-stained. Inside were pieces of shred of, of shredded blood-soaked wallpaper and the blood so and the blood and the bloody .22 caliber pistol which he had committed with his murders with. He claimed that the bloody wallpaper and bloody gun were a result of killing several dogs. That's not Is good still. Is that image of the blender actually the one he... Oh, probably. Because all this is a black and white image of a blender, which has stuff... It, well, you could tell by that image, just looking at it, that there's something fucked in there. I mean, if I just showed an image of someone, here's a blender with stuff in it, they would... they Anyone would look at that and go, what the hell's in that? Because you could see chunks of stuff, and it's like, that's ah, not good. 
I, I mean, I, I have a blender at home, and I don't know if I'm ever going to be having the same thoughts about using that blender now I know he used it for that fucked way. Yeah, so police performed a search of Chase and they found out that he was carrying Dan Meredith's wallet, so they knew he was definitely the person that committed the mass murder. Oh, you can't get away. If you've got the man's wallet, you can't. How are you getting out of that? I know. So, they performed a search of his apartment. They found the walls, floor, ceiling, fridge, and all of his eating and drinking utensils soaked in blood. On the counter was the blender that Chase used to make his smoothies. It was caked in blood and the rotting matter of internal organs. Yeah, that's what you see on it then. Yeah, that'll be the rotting. Yeah. Inside the fridge, police found several animal body parts wrapped in foil, David's brains in a Tupperware container, and pieces of his body wrapped in saran wrap, and several (laughs) of Evelyn and Teresa Wallen's internal organs. Where he kept the brain in Tupperware? He kept parts of the brain? Yep. Oh, fucking hell. On another counter were several pet collars. On his kitchen table, he spread out numerous diagrams depicting various aspects of human biology. In 1979, he stood trial on six counts of murder. In order to avoid the death penalty, the defense tried to have Chase found guilty of second-degree murder, which would result in a life sentence. Basically, they were trying to say that he was insane as well to get a lesser sentence. Their case hinged on Chase's history of mental illnesses and the lack of planning in his crimes, evidence that they were not premeditated. On the eighth... I mean, I think it is premeditated when he brings a bucket... I mean, yeah. If anyone was committing, if anyone was committing killings and taking a bucket with them, they're taking so, or they take anything. They take anything with the intent of using it. It's not the case of let me just take this and I won't use it. He's clearly taking the bucket for a reason. You wouldn't just take it for it to not be used. Exactly. On the 8th of May, the jury found Chase guilty of six counts of first-degree murder. The defence asked for a clemency hearing in which a judge determined that Chase was not legally sane. No, was not legally insane. Chase was sentenced to die in the gas chamber after this. So he was sentenced to death via gas chamber, which is still a thing in America, by the way. Gas chambers is a, th- is a form of the death penalty. I mean, it's a horrible way to go, and I mean... Well, I mean, there's a big stigma with that word gas chamber, uh-huh. especially in Europe, especially in European history. Uh-huh. Uh, um, uh, I'm surprised it's, it's still used. Well, I guess it's America. And, um, yeah. But, I mean, there will be people of uh, a certain religion that still live there that probably do not like the fact that it's being used. But, um, uh, oh, aside, gotcha. I mean, I know people make all the jokes and everything, but... Um, as people from Europe, it's a uh, it's not a nice word when you hear that no. gas chamber. So the fact is, he died by that. Oh, um, no, 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 he didn't die by that. He was sentenced to die by that. Oh, he was. Oh, he was sentenced. Oh, she didn't die by that. Oh. So while he was waiting to die, Chase became a feared presence in the prison. Other inmates who were also violent gang members were aware of how graphic and bizarre his crimes were and were honestly scared of him. According to prison officials, they tried to convince Chase to commit suicide because they were too cl- scared of getting too close to him. Like, people in the really? prison, other inmates, 
were too scared to get close to him because they were like they wanted to kill him but they were too scared to get that close to him oh i mean i i was about to say sure i i thought they would have at least wanted to kill him because I, I as we mentioned beforehand i think we mentioned a couple of times before that in prison if people know of you doing a fucked act in the case of it involving children or cannibalism, anything horrible the uh people in the the uh prison will beat the shit out of you and will try and kill you if you've done that oh well, gotcha I can I can kind of see why they'd be a little scared because this man's on another level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they were like they tried to get him to commit suicide because they were too scared to get that close to him. Uh, he also granted a series of interviews with Robert Ressler during which he spoke of his fears of Nazis and UFOs, claiming although he had killed, it was not his fault. He had been forced to kill to keep himself alive which he believed any person would do. He asked Wrestler to give him access to a radar gun with which he could apprehend the Nazi UFOs so that the Nazis could stand trial for the murders. He also handed Wrestler a large amount of macaroni and cheese which he had been hoarding in his pants pocket, believing that the prison officials were in league with the Nazis and attempting to kill him. I'm sorry, if someone came up to you, Lauren, and said... Um, you need to kill in order to d- do something, blah, blah, blah. You would be like, fuck off. Oh, yeah. Someone said to me, I have to kill someone. Or kill anyone in the case of this. No. I wouldn't even... B- you know, this... Of course this man would have some stupid theories or I, I need to do this nonsense and stuff with UFOs and Nazis and... What, what was it? Macaroni in his pocket? Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> I'm just imagining him taking out macaroni out of his pocket and it just like squelching and it being in his hand. Man, macaroni is a nice meal, you know, Italian meal, traditional. I don't want the thought of it being in your fucking pocket after what you've done. Not that it's going to put me off, but it's not giving me good thoughts in my mind. Oh, gotcha. So on the 26th of December, 1980... A guard doing cell checks found Chase lying awkwardly on his bed, not breathing. An autopsy determined that Chase committed suicide with an overdose of pres- of, the- of uh, prescribed antidepressants that he had been saving up for the past few weeks. Yes. A little bit of a trivia, I guess, pop culture thing. The 1988 movie Rampage was loosely based on his crimes. Sorry, that was a yes to him committing suicide, not a yes to suicide or people ODing on antidepressants. I'm not saying yes to that. I'm yes into the fact that he committed suicide because he did a good thing by committing suicide. Exactly. Um, so that is... That's the only time I think it's safe to say that committing suicide positively in the fact that this man was a serial killer. We're not saying that committing suicide is a positive thing because no. it's not. But for this man, it was definitely 100% the right thing to do. He was going to die anyway, but he, he basically gave everyone the wish they wanted because this man was the most fucked human being um, of that time and probably of all time still. So he did he did the world some good by killing himself. Exactly. But yeah, that is Richard Trenton Chase, a.k.a. the Vampire of Sacramento, also one of the worst people we have ever covered. 
I mean, this man definitely deserves the title of vampire because the amount of blood this man was drinking, fucking... I don't think Dracula drank that much blood. I guarantee if somebody fucking went in his prison cell with some fucking cloves of garlic, he'd be going... And it, it, thank, thank God there's not much light that get into prison cells. Otherwise, he'd have been like, ah, my... <laughs> but I, um... I, I, I genuinely didn't think it was going this way. I never would have guessed he would have done that. Nope. No, I don't think anyone would have guessed anything. Wow. I don't think you can guess stuff like that. Wow. Uh, that, that's bad. That, that, that's very bad. Um... Yeah. I, I really feel for the victims because it's always bad when you hear that someone's been murdered or killed, but then when you hear the way that they have died and then what happens, it's even more that level of just... Ah. And, um, yeah, I, I, I wonder what his theory was about the bra- eating the brain. Because he'd, he'd only... He, I don't think he'd... Had he eaten parts of... he eaten brain before that? Or was it just usually... Um, just like um, innards. He's, pro- he's probably eaten like animal brains, but that's kind of it. Oh well, I mean, people do eat animal brains normally, but, yeah, right? In some countries, yeah, but raw. Yeah, he wasn't cooking anything. Everything was raw. Oh, but even then, like I'm pretty sure I was abroad once and I saw like animals' eyes and stuff, and I'm like, I wouldn't eat that personally. Oh yeah, um, yeah, but with him, it's like. Different. Would you? Would you? Would you like? You wouldn't eat like a cooked animal brain. I think that's. Uh. The thing is, right? I feel like if you're traveling and you're going abroad and stuff, like you're gonna try some of the weirdest foods there, aren't you? Like, I guess like, so. Like, like, like my like my mates are in freaking Thailand right now, and they've eaten a scorpion. They've eaten a tarantula. They did not like the tarantula or the scorpion. I will definitely tell well, you that. But still. you know when people always say like, "Oh, it'll probably taste like chicken." Apparently, crocodile does. Apparently, crocodile I mean, tastes like chicken. I remember, I think it was when I was in Spain, yeah, when I went to Port Aventura, or was it staying in a hotel near there, they had actually, they actually had swordfish, which I tried, which was quite nice. But it was such a weird thought of it being there. I guess you get intrigued. Um, but I just wondered, in his case, if he'd actually never... If, he, if when he had done the cannibalism that he had eaten brain beforehand, or it was just spur of the moment he decided to crack open the skull, which, I mean, that's probably not an easy feat to do. Just just the thought of him hacking it's, uh, hacking someone's brain. I mean, as I told you, I think I told people before, um, when I went on Reddit 50-50 once, I saw a video of inside a Brazilian prison where they'd cracked open someone's skull and they were mushing the brains, and that was bad enough to see. That was horrible. But the fact this man ate some brains and kept it, uh I mean, everyone, I guess, is a little intrigued by what a brain looks like, like seeing it in person, because they are quite—they're quite small, aren't they? Aren't they? Isn't it if you put your two knuckles together, that's like the size of your brain? I think so. Yeah. I remember that's what they used to say. But the fact this man saw that brain and thought, "I'm gonna eat that." Oh God! Sorry, I just have the image of the the um his blender up. And it's 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 not good. Yeah. That one's in a bit. Oh my god, that one's in a bit of color. Why is that one in color? I think that. Oh, that's an image of the bucket as well. Which I think, if that is correct, uh, that's a bucket next to some Heinz tomato ketchup. 
Um. Oh god. What the hell is that? Is that someone's party? Oh god, I, I I've seen someone that says that the Sacramento vampire. That's not the bath. There's an image of a bath here filled with blood. I hope to Lord in Christ that's not. But no, I just saw some images of people who were. It says the Richard Trenton and Chase, or it says his name, but it's like some party and they've got like drinks which look like they're mashed up intestine esque drinks. I don't know if they were why they were making that, but regardless, uh, horrible, horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, I mean, I will say I tried to think the past week. What's the worst thing? What's the worst thing that this person could have done? Never guessed this. Never. Bro, that's gonna, like, live with me forever, knowing the fact that someone's done that. You know how every day you learn something new? This is one of those ones where it's like, I never in a million years did I think that something like that would be true. Uh, yeah, no. Horrible. Well, I don't think we'll top this. Nope. Do, do you think? Do you think there's anything that could ever top this? Nope. Nah. Nope. Nah. Then that's it. We could. I mean, there could be other ones there in terms of like. Is. We we did we did cases where uh, the, the the amount of people that were killed were quite high, but I don't think that even compares no. to this the single act he did. No. I mean, Definitely. like the one I just did last week. That was quite bad, and I thought, "What well, damn, you know?" But um, oh god! I mean, well, we've got him out of the way. Exactly. So yeah, guys, that was Richard Trenton Chase. Um, Matt, is it your week next week? <sighs> I don't even know what to pick now. Yeah, I don't think anything. I mean, that. you you just you just like pick the top, 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 top of the top, or one <laughs> of the top, top top cases where like it's outshadowing not that it's like a challenge or whatnot but like in terms of just like uniqueness of like something that was done oh yeah this tops the cake i don't think i could find a case where there's a quirky thing in it that like makes it stand out and i say quirky and like uh he did something that no one else has kind of done or they have sort of thing um yeah, oh, yeah. i'll do one next week i'll it won't be as bad as this so next week if anyone is listening and you know they hear this then they'll know that the next week's one will be less well probably won't be as bad but for people who aren't listening they're not going to hear this so hopefully you know if they skip this episode because they, they genuinely couldn't handle it because understandable how bad it is then it'll be a nice thing for them next week that the case won't be as bad so they won't have to uh, worry as much for what they might hear. Oh god, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that is uh, Richard Trenton Chase, the Vampire Sacramento. Hope you guys um, did not eat while you were listening to this if you've got a weak stomach. And uh, we will see you guys next week. And it probably won't be as gruesome. Let's hope not. I don't. Th- I don't know. We- we- you never no. know. You- we don't know anymore. But we thought. We'd- yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.